Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I am the original talk show window. Peter King in Lake Forest, Illinois with the Bears. I'm Peter King. Hall of Fame writer. The must-read column every single week, Peter King. The great Peter King. Peter King is back. 40 years covering the NFL. 40 years. Host of the Peter King Podcast. Peter already called for him to be, you know. Who did? Peter King? No, Peter. The group that is the oh, oh, people against oh, the sorry. ethical I'm treatment of animals. Football morning in America. Not all of us are called King. Not all of us get to walk around with the moniker of King. NBC Sports. After having a long conversation with the NFL's vice president of international stuff. Peter King. I want my general manager to not give a crap what Kenny from Kankakee wants. Somewhere in Kankakee. <laughs> there's, guy a named, Kenny. there's a Kenny who just jumped up off what the happened? couch. What did I do? What did I do? Peter. What's with the side swipe? Peter. It's normally, Peter. A, it's normally a bop. This is unbelievable. Kankakee. I'm a kid from the Grand Park, Illinois, that's just trying to be the best he could possibly be every day. Oh, there he is. We love you, King. Peter King with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Peter King's on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Hello, Peter King. How are you guys? We are doing very well. Um, this is the list at this point for Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles when it comes to offensive coordinator candidates. Shane Waldron, Clint Kubiak, Liam Cohen, Greg Olson, Greg Roman, Thomas Brown, Marcus Brady, Zach Robinson, and as of about 90 minutes ago, Cliff Kingsbury. What does that candidate pool tell you? Uh, they're casting a wide net, certainly. Um, I think Clint Kubiak is a really attractive name right now. I think he's very smart. He's had the benefit of working in the Shanahan system, and he's had the benefit working for Kyle Shanahan. So uh, I like that. And look, there's a lot of different (coughs) offenses right now that, Honestly, Ryan Poles and and, uh, and Matt Eberflus are going to have to make a judgment. Okay, what kind of offense do we want to run? Do we want to, I think one of the key questions is, okay, if you're going to keep Justin Fields, and I, I don't know whether they are or not, I think they should. But if you're going to keep Justin Fields, all right, so what exactly do we want to do with him now? Do we want to run him less? Do we want to expose him to less punishment? Because clearly, you know, a guy like Clint Kubiak, I mean, most of the guys on that list, honestly, are not going to want to expose their quarterback to uh, an awful lot of hits. And I mean, let's let's be honest about where Justin Fields is right now. <laughs> He's in most of two 
I, he hasn't played two full seasons, but in the last two years, playing the majority of time in both years, you know, he's run the ball 284 times. Probably, probably I'm thinking that <clears throat> they don't want to run him 10 times a game anymore. If you want your quarterback to be there for a long time, I don't think it's the smartest thing to be running him essentially 150 times a year. So probably that is going to change. But look, you've got to find out first what you're going to do at the quarterback position. And then I think you make your judgment on who you should hire, you know, with, you know, with the field that there is. It's a very good field right now. And there's a lot of new guys. Some of the guys you didn't mention on that list. There's a bunch of good people available this year. So uh, I'm sure that they're going to take a swing and take the guy who they think is best for their team. What's interesting is that they have to make this decision before they at least publicly have to make their quarterback decision. This hire should come, what, in the next in the next couple of weeks? And then we assume if you're an offensive coordinator, do you need clarity on whether you're working with Caleb Williams or Justin Fields to take this job? Well, first of all, I disagree that you have to that you're on some time restriction. I think you always get in trouble if you uh, if you basically say that we have to make this higher by February 1st. We have to make this higher by whatever. If there's a guy who you're madly in love with on that list, then you figure out the best way to get him. But I I mean, there is a big pool of candidates right now, a big one. And I wouldn't be that concerned if if you had five guys you really like on that list. I wouldn't be all that concerned if one or two of them took a job. Should make the decision when you're ready to make it. Now, obviously, theoretically, uh, the Bears would not announce when they hire an offensive coordinator what you're going to do because that then probably limits how much you're going to get for that pick if you choose to trade it if everybody knows you're trading it then you may not get as much if they view that you're on the fence about whether you're going to trade it so that's why i mean if you got to wait another month who cares you can't have the players in the building then anyway so I don't I don't think it's that big a deal. Hmm. Is there a way, Peter? So like Adam Schefter about an hour ago said the Chargers completed an interview with David Shaw for their head coaching job. They're now in compliance with the Rooney rule, which the tweet just reads like <laughs> they interviewed him to check a box for the Rooney rule so uh. they can go out and hire Jim Harbaugh. And so there's that issue, which is a longstanding one and a significant one. And then Ben Johnson Two interviews, I think, today. Two interviews tomorrow. They, they they play an NFL playoff game this weekend, a fairly significant one. Is there a way for the NFL to fix this hiring, firing, coaching cycle to, A, be equitable, and, B, not disrupt playoff teams? I think it's absolutely outrageous. I think it's one of the worst things the NFL does by far. Worse than putting a game on stream, a playoff game on a stream rather than on the TV. This to me is absolutely outrageous that Ben Johnson is uh, 
allegedly going to do five interviews this week. And Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator of the Lions, is going to do four. Now, last year, uh, last year I really got on my high horse about this because last year, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, had a game in Tampa, a wild card game in, in Tampa on Monday night. Then they had a game in San Francisco, Santa Clara, California, on the following Sunday. And they had to have a full week of practice, Monday to Sunday, both road games on opposite coasts. And Dan Quinn had a six-hour interview with the Indianapolis Colts on Friday. Now you tell me, tell me, how fair is that to the Dallas Cowboys? It is ridiculous. Because whether Dan Quinn gets all his work in or whatever, you can say whatever you want about that. It is ridiculous that for your biggest game of the year, you're taking, and he had one other interview that week too. Let's say you're taking seven, eight hours total, devoting your time. And it isn't only that. It is, you think when Ben Johnson's driving on the way home from, from work tonight at nine o'clock, He's not calling two or three coaches to say to him, hey, listen, if I get this job, you want to come with me or whatever. I mean, you know, it's wrong. It's wrong. I don't blame Ben Johnson. That's the system. But the NFL should do something about it. And they should say, until your season is over, no contact between you and any team out there. And you know what? If that hurts your chance of getting a job, tough luck. You know, I, I just, I find it, outrageous okay asked and answered asked and answered hey peter um cliff kingsbury is a really interesting candidate because of his history with quarterbacks with pat mahomes with Kyler murray in college right now with caleb williams at usc uh johnny football and case keenum before that it goes back a ways but what is his reputation in the NFL after what went down in Arizona? There was talk of him losing the locker room. Players kind of chewed him out on the sidelines a couple of times. What does the league think of Cliff Kingsbury as in, you know, could he be an OC if not an HC? I think he definitely can be an offensive coordinator. I, I, I remember this very, very well. When he first took the job in Arizona, I mean, this was, this was, I don't I don't want to say, uh, you know, his his sort of uh, he he told me right away when he took this job and I asked him about the offense he was going to run. He just and he said, just watch. You are going to see that we are going to prioritize running the football. And I thought to myself, OK, yeah, sure. Right. Whatever. And I really wasn't buying it, but especially because they were an awful running team when he got the job. And so they absolutely prioritized the run. And I think I'm right in saying in 2019, which is his first year, they had the best yards per carry in the NFL at like five yards a carry. The next year they were at four, seven. And his whole point was, we are always going to prioritize the run because that makes life so easy, relatively speaking, 
for a quarterback. So if he gets this job, I'm just telling you right now, if he gets this job, you're going to have some happy running backs with the Chicago Bears because it isn't always going to be about running the football. And like if if I were looking at this job in Chicago, I would say, hey, look, you know, the Bears traditionally want to be a running team. And obviously a lot of it has been Justin Fields the last couple of years, but they will find a way, whether it's Herbert Foreman, who, whoever, whoever is, you know, is going to be the back next year. I would think they're going to upgrade in the backfield, but they will run the ball if it's Cliff Kingsbury very well. Do you see it as an issue that the tight ends coach and the offensive line coach have been retained, but the offensive coordinator has not been hired, therefore that the offensive coordinator would not be able to hire his whole staff? I don't ever think that that's, that's optimal, but you know, here's the way I look at it. <clears throat> I doubt the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make a change, but you never know. But there is no question in anybody's mind around the Eagles that no matter what they do, even with the head coach, that there's one guy on the staff who's bulletproof and who will stay for a long time. <clears throat> and that is Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach. And because he's a great coach. So, you know, the Bears may feel, Matt Eberflus may feel like, I do not want to let these go, let these guys go. They're great coaches. And whoever we hire is going to have to get along with them. And it's not it's definitely not unheard of it's not the most common thing but it's not unheard of do you expect bill belichick to be the falcons coach at this point two interviews one of them with arthur blank alone which is uh intriguing i'm shocked to be saying this but yes i don't i i still am a little taken aback by this not that not that the falcons would try to hire him Seth Wickersham of ESPN had a great point on social media yesterday where he said, you know, it's interesting how in 2020, when Tom Brady was a free agent, everybody found excuses to not go after him. Too old, he's declining, we don't need him, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you one team that to this moment regrets it, Is that, and that's the 49ers. 49ers wish that they had signed him because they think they would have won another Super Bowl with him. And I think they very well might have. But be all that as it may, uh, I'm a little surprised. And maybe it's because Belichick has looked at the field and maybe the Chargers don't want him. That's the only thing I can think of. They haven't interviewed him yet. I'm a little surprised by that, that the Chargers wouldn't bring him in because um, it looks like the Chargers probably will hire Jim Harbaugh. But I'm just a little surprised that there's not more interest in Bill Belichick. And I, I my jaw dropped when the Cowboys said they were bringing Mike McCarthy back. I, I mean, do you want to win a regular season pennant or do you want to win the Lombardi trophy? Jerry Jones lost the, the the desire to play at that level. Is it about spending on the rest of McCarthy's? What, what's it about? No, no. If you look at 
Jerry Jones's career, we probably shouldn't really be surprised about all that because if you look at his coaches, you know, you always think, oh my God, are you kidding me? I mean, you can go way back in time. You can go back to the early 2000s. Oh my God, Dave Campo gets a third year. That's that's just crazy. <laughs> Wade Phillips gets a fourth year. Jason Garrett gets a ninth year. <laughs> or maybe I mean, he might have gotten 10. And, you know, at some point you basically say, Jerry just doesn't like to upset the apple cart. It's very strange for a guy who has drilled oil wells for most of his adult life. Maybe not now. Maybe he's gone away from that. But he made his money drilling oil wells, speculating, guessing here, guessing there, getting out when one looked dry. And it's just weird to me that he stays so long with coaches that everybody says, man, why is he in love with that guy? And look, I like Mike McCarthy. And overall, I do think he's done a good job. But is there anyone, anyone who thinks that who think that Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott with this team as it's currently constituted, and they're going to lose some guys because they got some people to sign, that this team is going to win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years? I don't. I do not either. Three straight 12-win seasons is obviously impressive. Dak's best statistical season. Playoff defeats, by the way, right after that. Oh, trust me. I know. I'm I'm with you. Uh, All right, Peter. Good stuff, as always. uh, One last thing. Uh, I'm taking some crap around here, which is not unusual. But uh, for the Bears offensive coordinator, I am interested in a guy who maybe could be a head coach or has been on head coaching lists. Uh, The Bucks. Firing Lovey, promoting Dirk Cutter, uh, the aforementioned Wade Phillips, promoting Jason Garrett. It's rare, but my thought process was if they draft Caleb and they end up having to fire Matt Eberflus, I'd like the offensive coordinator to have some head coaching chops because, the, or at least head coaching potential, yeah. because then you'd have continuity for your quarterback. Like the idea, hate the idea. I do like the idea, but I don't think you can hire an offensive coordinator with the thought that he's going to be in this job for the next five years. I think, because look, you might decide we don't want to hire him as a head coach. And I doubt sincerely that if they fire Matt Eberflus a year from now, that they're going to saddle a new head coach. You have to, with the, the edict that you have to keep this coordinator So I get it. I understand it. And I'd rather have, I I think if, if you, if you want an experienced offensive guy, Cliff Kingsbury is a good candidate because he obviously has coached mobile quarterbacks and done very, very well with them. Peter King, Odyssey NFL Insider. As always, we very much appreciate the time, sir. Odyssey NFL Insider, Peter King calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Thank you, sir. Take care, guys. Thanks, Peter. I was uh, looking into some of the hiring dates on offensive coordinators of recent vintage. Bobby Slowick, February 12th last year. Um, Because it it does strike me that this hiring, well, it's it's definitely going to happen before the draft. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to happen before the draft. Yes, yes. But it's interesting in terms of, like, how long long you wait. So, Feb 12 for Bobby Slowick. Yeah. It'll... 
you celebrate a little bit on the uh, on the he like, kind of liked your idea. Oh no, a little bit? It's, it's, listen, I, I know it's a, a good spike idea. A ball. I know it's good. <laughs> I know it's. Good I idea. mean, the specifics of who we're talking about, Matt. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it is Peter King. Uh, <laughs> we will talk to Dave Wanstead coming up at four o'clock today. Shane's having a day. Yeah, he is. He's losing bread and prestige for the show. We'll see which one makes him shangrier. Max on the score. Parkinson Spiegel Show flashback. 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 Adam Amin, number one in your Sun Times. If it only means half as much to you as it would have meant to Danny, oh, then I'm it, so jealous. Then it, then it, <laughs> then it would be overwhelming for you. I mean, my then God, be, then it would be tw- then it would be twice as much for him as it would be for me. I understand how, how sports night quotes work. All right, all right, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for understanding, but I mean, I can't imagine what it's been like for you. I know what it's been like for it not to have been Danny. <laughs> Uh, what a whirlwind, guys. <laughs> I want to know how far we can extend the bit before people are just like, this guy's such a d- like, why? Yeah. Yeah. like I'm, I'm waiting to see like how far we can take the bit. Hey, fellas, real quick, let's go to our, let's go to our list. Let's see how we did. Ooh, let's go. All right. All right, Jeff Agrest, he covers uh, the nonsense that we do, which is sports media. For the Chicago Sun-Times, we've had some fun with this list before where he gives the uh, top 20 members uh, power ranks, them sports media power rankings in this town. Uh, yeah, I'm, you were 18 in that first year. I was on the, I was on 18, and uh, we made a, a jersey out of it because I was outraged at how low I was. Uh, then you jumped to six. Is that right? Yeah, he has me down at five last year. I think it went six and then five. Is this because this is the fourth time he's done it? So yeah, last year I was five. I went to eighteen, six to five. I uh, I debuted last year at eighteen. Right, so you came in at eighteen I last came year. Came at eighteen parents. last year. Where you at this year? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get there because because shout out to our terrific midday show of uh-huh. Bernstein and Holmes and on Wednesdays with Layla Rahimi. Four, five, and six, baby. And, and listen to some of these write ups. Like for Dan, like this is Jeff Agrest on Dan Bernstein, who comes in at number four. Number one was Pat Hughes. Two Adam Amin. Three Book Shambi. And then uh, four, Dan Bernstein. He's the best sports talker in town, able to speak knowledgeably about practically anything. Even when he isn't talking sports on the score, he has an informed opinion. How he has found time to grasp baseball analytics, basketball actions, cooking, fishing is one of the world's mysteries. Cooking? (laughs) So the guy keeps cold fried chicken in his coat pocket. He could basically be homeless. It's a very nice thing that Jeff wrote about Bernstein. Why don't you go ahead and marry him, Jeff? There's forensic accounting research that needs to be done. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dan Bernstein, wow. the cooking guy at the station. <laughs> yeah, he's a big-time cooking Dan guy. Dan Bernstein, the cooking guy yeah. at the station. He uh, waits for discount oh, sushi. This will be a very fun segment. <laughs> Keep right, going, Dan. Right, well, number five, Layla Rahimi. He writes something very nice about Layla. She's Ra- wonderful. Rahimi's content. Wow. Yeah. Rahimi's content machine continues to churn. She mm-hmm. appears on the Scores Midday Show. And NBC5's newscast and pops up on NBC Sports Chicago, yeah. either hosting or reporting from the sideline. She makes I just it, want to race, Daddy. She makes it all work, <laughs> though she's at her best talking off script on the radio. I agree with that. She's a very wacky, interesting yes. personality. Yes, v- love her. She's v- great. Very, very. So nice. four and five. So that's great. They got two, uh, two right good. there, back to yeah. back. Number but Dan si- Bernstein, the cooking guy. <laughs> no, number. All right, s- sounds good, Jeff. Number six, Lawrence Holmes. 
He's the most level-headed, wow. thoughtful voice at the score. He's huh. informed, insightful, and interesting. He's also creative and adaptable, as mm-hmm. evidenced by his comic book endeavors and House of L podcast network, respectively. He and Bernstein True. have worked great together. True. So, Tremendous. That's tremendous. Very very ratings nice are very good. I, it's a good show. It's a good uh, show. It's a murderer's row. Like the best hitters, four, five, and six. I'd prefer three, four, and five in my order. Maybe two, three, four. If yeah, we're going to look at like, the modern it, metrics. It, if we want to be serious for a second, like I would also <laughs> just like to go up against Mike Greenberg for two hours <laughs> just for one week. Sure. <laughs> see what happens. But, but, but see what happens. Mike Greenberg talking about the Jets. <laughs> so, so, so hey, I, Chicago, you love to hear talking <laughs> Jets talk? Hembo, what do you think? <laughs> Mike, Mike Greenberg has got it for you right there at ESPN 1000. So, uh, so this year I, I've, I've fallen a bit. I've fallen a bit. I come in. Yeah. At no, I come in at number nine. Oh. Nine, 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 nine. So eight, eighteen, <laughs> six, five, five, and to, nine. To nine on Jeff Agress sometimes power rankings. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. oh man. Oh no. Thought I had a, pr- had a pretty good year. Owen displeased. One day after the birthday, this must come as a shock. Yeah, I mean, our, our ratings were really good this year. It's fine. But Better I, than last year. But it's, I'd, sell the, it, I'd sell that toy truck if I were you, Owen. It's, it's, a, subje- it's a subjective <laughs> list. How, how was Danny like four spots worse in terms of his performance and I, importance? I, it, did, did Jeff Agris give a reason? Well, There's no way to know. Let, let's, let's read. Don't you wish, Danny. So, Don't you again, wish. What, what, what Layla, what we, you, I just read you what he said about Burnsy, uh-huh. Lawrence, and and Layla, let's see what he says about me coming in at good old number nine. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead. Parkins is an excellent host at the score. Agree. But he gets dinged for failing to quell executive producer Shane Reardon's lewd commentary in May. The show has recovered and remains a place where things happen. Parkins is at his best talking bears in NFL, and there's lots of that to come. He gets dinged for <laughs> failing dinged to Shane. quell. Shane is fired up. Yeah. <laughs> I got to sit behind Cap and Ozzy Gian and Lawrence uh, Holmes and Layla and all these guys who are all very talented. All right, well, Cap because, has a YouTube channel. Be, be, Where's yours? Because of Shane. Your lewd commentary has dragged it's Danny so down to nine. I got to be looking all the way up at Dan Bernstein mm. and that hack Adam Amin. Huh. I think we can all agree <laughs> that the commentary would have been quelled if Tanny were here that day. <laughs> we know that. This we know that. Studs. Yeah. Dude, I'd be in the top five if Tanny was here if that Tanny day. If Tanny had shown up to work. So blame Tanny. He's always taking Jeff. off. Yeah. He's always taking off. Best sick day ever. Yeah, that's a good sick day for you. Yeah, Although good. I wish it never would have happened, to be honest with you. Good, good for you, dude. Good. All right, so How here's the thing. That? Here's the thing, Jeff. Oh, God. Here's the thing, Jeff. I'll walk away. I won't be a part of this anymore. What? And then we'll see how entertained people are. Oh, oh my God! We'll, we'll see, Jeff. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that doesn't come off insulting to me and Danny at all. I, I don't or mean and me. Yeah, Danny, it doesn't come off insulting the three well, of us da- at all. Damn it! You both know I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I'm not sure. Is there a positive vibe? In not here right not now? really. There is grody. There is grody. I'll walk away, and then all of you that hang on the the edge of your seat waiting for me to say something offensive, you'll never have to wait anymore (laughs) because it won't happen. I read that. I was like, "Oh, Lordy. man!" Well, it's just like the analysis (laughs) under my stuff is always like things happen on that show. This is a thing that happened. That is a thing that happened. (laughs) So he doesn't want it to be a show where things happen. Perhaps. Oh, big thing that happened. Uh, 
I am um, on this show. It, 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 keep going down. See if you can find me on the list, would you? Keep uh, keep looking. Oh, keep going down. You were 18 last year. I was 18 you're, last you're year. You're not yeah, 18 this year. So I must yeah. have climbed up from 18. I did no. three games with the Cubs. I mean, you know, I'm a play-by-play guy now. That's true. Hit and run sorry, had a good Steve. year. That's, it's obviously on me. But he, he didn't if write I dropped Danny just... four spots, then I dropped I dropped you four spots. Yeah, exactly. I'm one of the ones that fell out of the top 20, as <laughs> referenced. And I can only assume that I have Shane to thank for such things. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no write-up as to why uh, you guys dropped out of the ratings. You, you jo- I mean, what, what who, a else, who else dropped out? Benetti. Uh-huh. Uh, Ca- Casper. <laughs> he left town. Well, yeah, Benetti, Benetti left sucks, by town. The way. Benetti is not on the list because he wanted to pursue other lists. Yeah. <laughs> and that's his right to be happy, hey, yeah. apparently. Well, Brooks I thought, Boyer let him pursue other lists. I thought Jeff Agres was unhappy that Jason was on a, some national lists. He, he didn't like that he was doing national lists. In, in, in this national list, they let him eat. <laughs> they let him eat. They don't think it's disgusting. <laughs> Benetti, Casper, uh, Casper. Swer- Swirsky and Spiegel. Oh, my God. Well, that's a great foursome. Being swept out to pasture. And the bad things that he said about my very good friend, Cole Wright. Jeff Agrist, if you talk poorly about one of my friends like that oh, ever wow. again, <laughs> ever again. I didn't, I didn't see what he said. Oh, God. No, if he called him a snooze or something. Or? There was, there's a lot in here. A texture says I that. I like uh, this sharp, biting media criticism exists. Sure, it's good for this I, town. I support it. I think uh, as far as the show though speaks, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we do no. live in the town, but eh, I, don't, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I love that Jeff covers the media. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's wonderful. Like, sports media, nobody's doing it these when days. What's his face from Facebook and the Daily Herald? Robert, whatever, w- went away. Feeder, it, feeder. The feeder. Yeah, dude. Oh, you work for the Daily Herald? Nice job, dude. All four people see it. So when he went away, someone had to hey, pick up the slack. Feeder was a legend who wrote about it for decades. Okay. Ted, Ted Cox used to write about it. We used to. Teddy yeah. Greenstein used to write about it. Very nice, <laughs> ironic Harry Potter glasses, Robert Feeder. <laughs> Sweet, dude. When he went away, someone had to pick up the slack. Jeff is awesome at it. He consumes everything. I just disagree with the list. <laughs> the texture says that Danny actually fell to nine purely because he didn't drop the NFL schedule. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Nine, 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 nine. 2024 going to be a big year for me on this list. You know, we're going to do, do a lot of things and we're solely thinking about how to rise up. Yeah. He's going to tank to go to number one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lose out crowd. That's right. That's right. Have you thought about um, maybe having a show where you do kiss each other's fannies? No. Is that Won't something happen. to consider? No. We don't Dude, kiss each other's fannies on this show. Maybe that's, that's what n- Jeff's into. Nine ninety nine a month on OnlyFans right there. Yeah. No. This big, big year. Yeah. I subscribe to plenty of, uh, of OnlyFans pages that, right. that uh, kiss each other's fannies. As long as we're dealing with the angry Shane content, um, this obviously has you angry, but for anybody who doesn't know, Shane has started a side hustle where he's making bread. Making a lot of bread. And he's sending bread <laughs> around the world. Country. And it... And people Midwest. are sending him money back uh, in exchange for said bread. Yep. Today you left nine loaves of bread <laughs> in an Uber. Nine, Uber. Nine, nine, yeah. Nine, nine. yeah. We it, can't it, avoid Hitler. No, no, we can't. And like full disclosure. It's a good reason to drop us on the list. I'm not blaming the, <laughs> I don't I don't write that in either. No, we can't avoid that I, person saying nine nine nine. All right, so the, the Chicago public, public media hates Hitler. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. But this is 100% my fault. You I'm left not... two bags of bread in an Uber. Two bags of bread. It... <laughs> two bags Greg of Braggs. Bed. Greg <laughs> Braggs. <laughs> Braggs' bread was in the stand. Bread in the stand. Left Greg Braggs' bed in the stand. Bread in an Uber. 
This is sports so radio I'm media so inceptions. Like how inside do we get? With Spin these the top, Tanny. Spin the top, and so, maybe the segment will end before it goes down. It was it was two bags. It was one bigger one from Whole Foods. It was like a canvas bag. I had six loaves in there, and then one Mariano's uh, cloth bag that had three in it. So I call the guy, the the Uber driver, and again, one hundred percent my fault for leaving in there. He pulls up. And he opens up the, the hatchback, and he says, all right, there's your bread. I said, brother, there's one bag there. I had two bags. There are three loaves of bread here. He said, this I is all the, you left? I lost a bag of bread, dude. Th- this is all you left? And, and I said, damn it, it's not all I left. And it was the big bag with the six loaves? There were six loaves of focaccia that were supposed to be sent out from here today because our building has a FedEx on the ground floor. So I was mailing it from there. I've got a... Abandon all my plans for tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday to, to make up the six loaves. Focaccia isn't you know, like a... You know who took it, right? You know. It's Jeff Agers. Yes. yes. 100%. Yes. He tracked you down. Yes. He looked at your Uber history. He went and stole your bread. Yep. 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 So I'm down six loaves of focaccia. So I know a lot of listeners bought my bread. I'm down if four spots of Agres Rankings. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> personal. And this is affecting me monetarily. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't worry about it. If you're one of the listeners that bought the bread, you're delayed a little bit. I'm oh, sorry. Man. God. I left six in an Uber. And if and you happen to get in an Uber today that had a bag of six <laughs> loaves of bread. Yeah, just pay Shane back for the shipping costs yeah. and be good. Yeah. yeah. DM me, I'll tell you where to send it. One of them's going to, like, the Ozarks in Missouri. Oh, man. I don't know if it's going to be good when it gets there. I don't think it's going there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I don't believe your bread is making it to the Ozarks. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. It's too bad. They're beautiful this time of year. I, I, I've made today so bad for both of you, and I, I don't, I, because of my scandal. <laughs> Lewd commentary. I, and you know I what? Should, Stay tuned, baby. I'll do more. I should have reined it in. Hey, please don't. Actually. Yeah, please don't. I'm yeah, good without yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been cooking lately. Dude, I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now, there will be more lewd commentary in 2024. I can't oh, go I don't know into who the it's going to be targeted against, I, but. I, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. Yeah. If it's just, I can't keep falling down this list. I get it. Yeah. It's I'll, I'll, I'll prop here. you up. I'll prop you up. Okay. I'll do more lewd commentary. Okay. Well, congrats <laughs> to people who jumped Tom into Waddle. the list. Marshall Harris, congrats on getting to number 20. You've been sounding great on the score. Fun there to work with you. And you just climbed your way in thanks to. Shane forcing us out. (laughs) One can only assume. Enjoy the outside, guys. Marshall Harris, sports director, Mississippi State University. (laughs) It's Shane's guy. I bring that guy in as a fill-in, and he is on the list and speaks you out. That's what happens. That's, Jeff that's, doesn't know that. That's how it works. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And Marshall is mostly with you, correct? Uh, yeah, I've, shows? I've worked a lot with yeah, Marshall. I think Danny said specifically he didn't want to work. With I remember that. You know, you know, Tanny, it, it, it's it's how it's supposed to work in the business. You bring somebody in, you mold them, and then they and, kick you and out. And then they kick you off a list because of somebody else's lewd commentary. Yeah, there's more to come, baby. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Dave wants that at four o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's a disgusting way to do talk radio, isn't it? Afternoons on the score. I just wanted, uh, first of all, start off by um, saying uh, I really appreciate all of you in this room. Obviously, this is the last uh, press conference that uh, I have to do um, for the year. So it's our last one of, of the year. So I just wanted to say uh, genuinely appreciate uh, you guys. Special teams coach Richard Hightower 
sucking up to a bunch of members of <laughs> Jeff Agrest's <laughs> top 20 list. <laughs> was Pat Hughes in, in, in the crowd there? Pat and Boog. Uh, Rich, I was <laughs> talking about why Vellis Jones Jr. doesn't doesn't get as many kickoff returns. Richard's wearing blue slacks <laughs> and striped yellow socks. I mean, I think genuinely Richard Hightower was impressive, honest, compelling on the podium this year as the special teams coordinator. We didn't play him a lot because it's special teams. We played him more than anybody else. We probably did because we all genuinely enjoyed hearing the man talk. He's got a presence, and Alan Williams was gone, so it was a rotating cast of defensive positional guys, and Luke Getzey was kind of a weasel sometimes. It's like HT came across very well. Yeah, he did, and, you know, Kyra Santos had a good year. We respect Pat Manley. So, you know, we, we gave the special. Uh, Gr- Grody understood the bit. Uh, so, yeah, we played a little bit of uh, HT this His year. His unit was the best unit on the team for a few weeks there early on in the season. And that became the joke. Like, well, let's hear from the best coach. Yes. Best unit. Yes. But, but, speak. but then you who go through all the audio, you always liked HT. You always like Richard. Yeah, Hightower. it does seem like a fun guy to be around. Positive yeah. guy. And then Shane's uh, affection for him, I, I believe, was at least partially tongue in cheek. I'm not no, sure. No, it's all real because in 2024, he's getting Valus Jones' hand implants. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's going to be better at hands in 2024. Before he gets to that, the man gets to coach one of the teams in the East West Shrine game, the All Star game that is an annual tradition and has been. For a long, long time in college football, Richard Hightower will coach the East team and another uh, local Giants offensive coordinator, former Northwestern quarterback, Mike Kafka. Oh, nice. Will coach the West team. So we have viewing interest on Thursday night, February 1st, the traditional apparently time that they show the East West Shrine game on a Thursday night. Uh, Let's go. I got it. Come on. You're in. I don't know that I'm oh. in. I don't. Well, this is a tricky time of year, man. Like you, 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 you said you watched all those playoff games, right? You Every watched, single one. You watched all six of them, right? I did. I did. They, well, did, they, they, they were on constantly in my house. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd imagine there were some things that were neglected in your house. If my, you were my, like, my family. Yeah, that would be like uh, pretty my, high up there. My diet. Yeah. So, not you know, that it needed to be neglected. I it, just chose to. And so, you know, if I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be watching all these playoff games. It's tough to, on a Thursday, be like, I got to lock in on the East-West Shrine game. I'm e- just, even for a close personal friend of the show, like HD, Richard Hightower. I'm in it for the cutaways to the head coach of the East team. That's why I'll be That's watching. That's why you're dedicated to the Crest. See, you're I am. A rising grind. I'm Get in the knowledge acquisition. Uh, seriously, dude has a gravitas. Special teams coaches have become head coaches before. Sure. Right? Is it, was Schottenheimer special teams coach? We know that John Harbaugh was. Yep, John Harbaugh. Everyone thinks Dave Tobe should be. Right. Um. So, yeah, but. There's not. It's not a long list. No, it isn't. And it doesn't. You'd. I don't think it, you'd have to have uh, such confidence in like their relationship, but in hiring like Norv Turner, Frank Reich style offensive coordinators, like not going for the head coaching gig anymore. Yeah. But could be like you know the the life for defensive. You know, Vic Fangio's your defensive coordinator. Frank Reich's your offensive coordinator, and the special teams coach, teacher, leader of men type is your CEO head coach. Yeah, it's pretty interesting when you think about John Harbaugh's run as a special teams coach turned NFL head coach. Yeah. But that's a guy whose brother was a quarterback and a coach, obviously, and whose dad was a head coach. It was Coaching in the, is the family business. Yes, it's the family business, and he clearly reeked of, of all of that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll watch it for, for you guys. Please do. Thursday, Please do. February. Shane, you want to come over, have a little HT party?
Have some focaccia? Yeah. I mean, you can't buy scotch, right? Can I bring scotch into your home? I'm not allowed in my house. If someone no. else brings it in, I'll bring it in. Let's get hammered. Watch Richard Hightower. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy sell on the wife. Baby, HT is the HC. Steam. Let's Shane's go. coming over. He's bringing scotch. Yeah, come on. We got to watch HTHC. Bubba's tonight. coming. <laughs> that's just Vegas. That's you? You're Bubba? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well. Okay, well, you don't have to watch it. Thank you. It thank was good for Luke Getze. If Luke Getze didn't coach the senior oh, ball yeah, last no, it really year, helped him out. then he wouldn't have found Tyson Bajant. I mean, that's where Luke Getze found Bajant. And how where would, would we, we possibly gotten through those few weeks without Tyson Bajant? Wouldn't have a QB2. I wonder if Tyson Bajant is going to be Caleb Williams' QB2. <laughs> I bet they'll go get a veteran. I don't know. Don't you think? I, I think he's going to be on the team. They signed him. Yeah. yeah he'll, he'll be on the team. But yes, there, there will be a veteran in that I don't room. know. I think Caleb could learn a lot from Bajan, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just let Bajan start the season, you know? That, yeah. Oh, what am I forgetting? Nathan Peterman's not going anywhere. <laughs> Never goes anywhere. He's hey, Caleb, want to be an arm wrestler? <laughs> Hang around, buddy. We'll ask Wani uh, which of the names that he knows for this job. He's probably heard a ton of stories about Cliff Kingsbury, I would imagine. We'll talk to Dave Wanstead next on The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.